0: The Twins on the radio tonight should be a great night for a ball game at Target Field, game two of the three-game set with the Cleveland Guardians. The Twins won a wild one last night, and we'll have more on that later on in the show. Twins Magazine starts at 4.30, pregame 5.30, first pitch 6.10. Twins win a wild one 12-8. and on the mound tonight, Devin Smeltzer at 6.10. Uh, so with the Twins' night game, We're pleased to have Doug in for Tech Talk for an entire hour today. Doug Swinhart uh, has worked on computer equipment for a long, long time and has been joining us on the radio for a long, long time. And we're pleased to be visiting with Doug today. Here is a phone number on the program, 651-461-9226. I I got a little ahead of myself. 651-461-9226 for a call or a text here on the program. So if you're having computer problems, hardware, software, whatever, uh, feel free to get in touch with us. If you call the studio, you'll visit with producer Kerry Klatt. Uh, otherwise, the text comes right through to the studio. And by the way, Doug joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline today. And Doug, good to visit with you. I hope all is well.
1: Yes, yeah, it's uh, been uh, nice weather. It's hard to be depressed and angry when it's like this, isn't it? I man, oh man, that came at a perfect time.
0: Yeah, we we certainly paid our dues this winter. There's no doubt about it. Uh, But uh, it's it's been a while, and there's a lot of pent up demand. I'm sure uh, people have a lot of questions. And Doug, I'm going to start with something that I ran into. Uh, Got into work Monday morning. This past Monday morning. And you know how Mondays go in the office. It's it's, it's never really a great day. I couldn't get my computer to boot. But there seemed to be power. It just wouldn't fire up. So I got a hold of Andy, our IT guy. He came over and took a look. There seemed to be a battery issue. So what we needed to do, and you've talked about this for a long time, even though it's a laptop that I have sitting all the time, I, I rarely unplug it. I rarely take it anywhere. But there seemed to be an issue with the battery. So what he did is he swapped it out. Because we use that Google suite of services, I was up and running on another machine in no time, and I was able to continue the workday. That was the beauty of having all my stuff in the cloud. I was able to get all my contacts and everything almost lickety-split. So no problem there. But what he did, and I think this is worth talking about, is he let that machine discharge and he realized it was a battery problem, ultimately plugged it in to the AC power supply and was able to get it to boot. So, so people run into a problem where that computer won't start up. This is probably a good lesson. Don't give up on that machine. It, it could be salvageable. Oh, exactly, and especially with batteries. You know,
1: these batteries are not meant to have you plug them in all the time, from time to time, and it's actually recommended at least once a month that you plug it in and you fire it up on the battery at least a couple of times and just let them run out. Even if you got to, at night, go to YouTube and connect to a two-hour movie and play it and just let the computer shut down by itself. won't hurt it. And this is really a thing with, with the lithium batteries. Now, batteries, as you know, I'm sure you're aware of this, the research and development that's going on right now with batteries, it's going to be a game-changer and it's all i think stemming from uh from electric cars. Sure. And of course all the development that's going on with the battery life there. It it's anticipated now that Tesla's going to be coming out with a car that'll get 400 miles on a single charge and the charge will take less than 10 minutes. That's uh that's a big leap.
0: Yeah, it, it, no doubt. It, as far as a computer though that won't start up whether it's a laptop or a desktop. Don't give up on that because we've we've talked about it for years that it could be a power supply, could be a battery issue that, that, you know, they're designed that, um, maybe you just need a new power supply. Maybe you need a new battery. I I thought, for instance, the AC adapter had gone bad and that's why it wouldn't power up, but, but he determined it wasn't, it was a battery issue. There was a little bit of swelling in that battery that can happen time to time, but, uh it is an older machine and the company i work for during the week is going to take it out of service anyway so i talked to doug before the show hey if i get you that machine can you get that that hard drive in an external case so so absolutely there there is a way to salvage this stuff
1: oh absolutely and that's a that's a quick easy job most of them just got a panel take it out and i'll just pop it into a a two and a half inch uh, external drive and plug it into your usb and you'll have access to uh, I don't think there was a data crash. The way it sounds. Nope, nope. The one point that you made here was really, really good too. When you said that your tech guy discharged it, that's tremendous. Uh, I actually take the batteries completely out sometimes, and even take them apart and take the CMOS battery, which keeps your clock going, and just let them sit overnight. So it's amazing what that does. It's it's almost like they just get a little breather. Something. I'm not certain how the physics all work with that, but it's it's amazing how it works. It's up. It's incredible. Uh, sometimes they come back to, like, brand new. Of course, if your battery is worn, that's the one thing. And with laptops, there's a little device in there that switches from the battery to AC, and sometimes they go bad. I think the last one I replaced was $8. And it's more intensive labor to get it in there because it's generally right below the display, and you've got to take almost everything out of the machine. But it, it will save that machine, keep it out of the garbage pile for sure, for sure. But that's
0: yeah. uh that's really good that's way good yeah and, and doug the the final thought is it all gets back to how you're going to use this machine because in reality i know the idea is it's good to have a laptop you can bring it to meetings and that sort of thing but because that that company i work for during the week in, in the the printing business um you know i i, I could have a chromebook to take to meetings because i can get to all my stuff in the cloud um so, so the idea of having a fancy laptop, in my opinion, doesn't make any sense. And I'm, I'm going to push hard. Hey, just give me a little desktop because I'm not going to take it anywhere. And if I need to go to a meeting, I'll take a $250 Chromebook. I, I've got a couple of them around the house. I'm happy to use that stuff.
1: That really does make a lot of sense. And, you know, there's been so much push in recent years that, oh, the desktops are going to go away. No, they're not. Uh, they're getting smaller and more powerful. In fact, I just got one in from Germany, and it's about 6 inches by 6 inches by an inch and a half deep. It weighs nothing. It's a powerhouse, absolute powerhouse. i7 quad processor, NVMe hard drive. I've actually installed and removed several operating systems on it. It's so fast and quiet, and it's actually designed to almost disappear on your desk. You can connect two HDMI monitors, 4K both of them. Um, keyboard, mouse, it's got USB ports, sound, the whole nine yards. And as small as it is, that's almost portable. And I agree with you. I think that when it comes to the the portables, if you're into the Chromebook environment and you've got Chrome, and, of course, we should remind people that all of the Google Suite is changing. It's going to Google Workspace, but they're giving everybody a tremendous deal on that. Still a little panic in the air, but I think it will go smooth. And it's just tough to beat, just darn tough to beat.
0: Doug's joining us, Tech Talk underway on this Saturday. We have a Twins game tonight. As a matter of fact, Doug will be joining us the next two weeks uh, because we have Twins games in the evening. And then uh, the Twins return to some day games. A little bit later in the summer, the Twins will play almost exclusively on Saturday night and. uh We hope Doug will be able to join us at that time. Uh, Numbers again, 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226 if you have a call or text. We're going to be going to our text line shortly. Uh, We also want to remind you, a state GOP convention in Rochester, and Paul Hodawanek from our newsroom is there. He'll be joining us with an update here at 2.30 ahead of the weather and uh, we we should uh, have an endorsed candidate for governor coming out of that convention at some point this afternoon. So Paul will join us in uh, a little over 10 minutes or so from Rochester. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Twins on the radio tonight, going to be a great night for a ball game against the Guardians. Twins will try and make it uh, two in a row after losing three in a row to the Astros. They beat Cleveland last night in a wild one, 12-8. More coverage later in the day. Right now, Tech Talk. Doug is joining us, and we have a lot of calls and texts lined up. The number again, 651-461-9226. And let's go to those phone lines. Let's bring in Mavis. and Stillwater. you're on the air with Doug.
1: Hi, Doug. I have a question for you. Okay, I have, a, I have a Linux computer, and my old modem died, and I got a new one from CenturyLink, and now I can't get my computer to recognize my printer. How do I do this? Ah, you uh, actually need to go to your printer and reestablish your Wi-Fi if you've got it on Wi-Fi. Now, most of these modems also have an Ethernet cable, um, but that's a pretty easy job, and if you have trouble with that, you give me a call, and I'll walk you right through it. This is pretty common. Once that printer drains up to that new modem, it will run and run and stay connected for as long as you're going. It just needs a new IP
0: address. All right. uh, Sounds good. Great call, Mavis. Uh, My mom and dad uh, got a new printer. We got it installed. They went to Arizona. They came back. They've been having a little trouble. And what I've simply found out with printers uh, hooked up to the Wi-Fi, we have two here in the house. My mom and dad have one. Sometimes you just need to turn them off and turn them back on. They, they don't lose the IP address once you have it right, but sometimes they, they get disconnected or something weird happens. And, Doug, I found, like w- with this brother printer sitting right behind me, um, sometimes you just need to shut it off and restart it and everything's fine.
1: And that's true with all your first that's your first approach no matter what's going on yep. with the computer. Restart it, sometimes shut it down, let it leave it off for a couple minutes and fire it back up. I can't begin to imagine how many times that, that that's the advice I've given and people were back up and running
0: in 5 minutes. Right. Yep. Yeah, and, and and that's that's the case with these printers. Once you get them working, they they generally won't stop and if they do Um, just just restart everything. Restart your computer. Restart your printer on the Wi-Fi, and and it should be good because we we went through that uh, with with my mom and dad, and we haven't had any complaints since. Uh, Let's go to Mike. Uh, Mike's joining us from a car or somewhere. You're on the air with Doug. Hello? Hi, Mike. You're on the air. Yeah, so I've got a Dell XPS Windows 11. It's uh, fairly new, and for the past couple months, I'm not able to connect to uh, a couple of uh, websites, like Fleet Farm and Menards. It takes me anywhere from a couple minutes to 20 minutes to uh, get a connection. Everybody else is fine, but it's those two sites. Wow. Um, the first thing I would
1: want to ask you is if you have multiple browsers and test that first. should have at least three or four browsers. And now, if it continues, You may actually have to clear out your DNS cache, and that was also a problem in the later versions of Windows 10. Uh, But something's happening with this to where I think it's more browser, and you can clear that out. And if it's a relatively new machine, which it sounds like it is, um, Provisor, P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R.com, and it's open source. You can donate if you like it, but try it first. Uh, that's going to be a tremendous program, and that will automatically clear out your browsing on your cache files, get rid of all the temp files that might be creating this, and you should be good to go. That's an easy problem. If you have trouble fixing that, feel free to give me a jingle, and we'll get you handled.
0: All right, uh, that, that is a really good call. Uh, Windows machines come with Edge, I believe, mm-hmm. is is the current browser. Firefox, Chrome. Um, just an absolute must. Uh, Safari is standard equipment on an Apple Mac. Uh, but th- there's no doubt if you're having trouble, multiple browsers, they're free, they're easy, and there's a lot of good one. You've used Brave. You've talked about that. Doug, what are your favorite browsers?
1: Well, you know, Brave is still my, my go-to, okay. but I've always got Firefox open and HP. When you buy a new HP today... If it comes with Wolf Security, they've also got their own browser. And I'm looking to see if I can download that, too. That one also is built on a Chrome base, uh, Chromium base. It's just, it's a wonderful browser. It's clean and fast. Um, So those would be my my first go-tos. And Chrome, I've been pushing even Windows users over to the Chromium browser. Uh, It's just a little bit quicker, a little bit faster, and they update almost identical. They're almost identical uh, browsers. But people don't realize that the Chrome browser is owned by Google. Chromium is open source, so if you have, usually you have both. In fact, wouldn't hurt to have both of them. They're free to download, and you just rock and roll. Um, Edge has got some issues, but they're working on it, and hopefully they'll get past that as well.
0: But uh, there, there is no doubt any new machine more than the, the, the browser that came installed. Even with a Mac, Safari is a great browser. But I, I've got a Mac here to my right, a relatively new iMac. Love the machine. But uh, first thing uh, my wife did is uh, download uh, Chrome on, on that particular machine. So mm-hmm. we have Chrome and Safari. Both work really, really well. We've got Firefox, so so we've got three on once again, an IMAC that's under a year old. So perfect. perfect. gives you an idea. Uh, we want to get one more call in before the break. We promise we'll go to the text line uh, following that update from the GOP convention in Rochester and a weather update. Let's go to Russell in Burnsville. You're on the air with Doug. Hello. Are you there, Russell? Hello. I'm here. Go ahead. I'm here. Yep, all right, what do you got? Yes, what do you got for us? Okay, well, I have a iPhone 6 that was a corporate phone. Uh, I just had to have the screen replaced on it and that because the touch screen went again for the second time. But uh, my problem is how do I get all my contacts off of this old phone onto a new phone because I don't have the iCloud password because this was a corporate phone, and they have sent all the updates into an email box that no longer exists. Yikes. Oh, my. I,
1: I, if you haven't already done so, the best advice I can give you is to get a hold of the administrator where the, that phone is owned. And you and he or she may have to get on a conference call with Apple. I would be surprised if they don't have that data. And and they're going to protect the company that owns it. And But I'm sure that a lot of your personal contacts and personal email are in there at the same time. This is why it's really important why people should separate their business and their personal. And a lot of times they just don't. And they should. Should have separate email accounts for that. Uh, but you're kind of in a knot here. And it's a security knot. So it's uh you're going to have to get with that administrator and Apple. And hopefully, hopefully that account is still alive somewhere.
0: Yeah, and the the thing is, is that, you know, Apple's got that locked up pretty tight. Now, now I've always had my own phone, and and iCloud is beautiful. I tell this story all the time. Uh, my, my phone flat out died. I was pushing my luck. I was visiting my daughter in college a number of years ago, down in Tucson, Arizona. I'm like, I gotta have a phone because I had to stay in touch with work. Went into an AT&T store at a mall in Tucson, Arizona, and within a couple of hours I had a new phone, all my stuff was restored because I had iCloud. And and that's where it gets tricky if you, you, you leave a job or you retire or, or take a new position and some of your stuff is tied up uh in in emails that are company owned. That, that that really does get sticky. Quick break, we've got more with Doug. Uh, Tech Talk, by the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. In a moment, we'll go to the state GOP convention. Paul Hodawanek will join us from Rochester. We'll have an update on the weather and then more with Doug here on News Talk. E3LWCCO. It is Tech Talk here on a Saturday. Doug Swinton is good enough to join us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And we've had a lot of great calls already. And we want to jump over to the text line here real quick. Uh, We asked Mike in Minneapolis to hold on. We'll come to Mike in just a moment. But uh, from our text line, we want to get to a couple of things. And, Doug, let's start with... uh, uh, smart TVs. Uh, do you know of any place that sells a 4K TV that are not smart TVs? And I'm not sure why you'd want that. You don't really need to take advantage of the smart features or, or for that matter, connected to your Wi-Fi. It, it, it is an imperative.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think they're even available. And like you say, there really be no reason for it. There's going to come a time where you're going to need to connect that thing to the internet, almost invariably. In Even if you still have Direct TV or or Xfinity for a service, a lot of people still do. They're streaming things along with your account that you you just need to to be able to connect. And I think that people somewhat might be intimidated by that until they play with it. Most of them are really very intuitive, very easy to operate. Once yep. you figure out the menuing system, but I couldn't begin to imagine who would be selling a 4K unless it was computerized and could connect to the Internet.
0: Well, it's kind of like back to the future, really. I I have uh, all the TVs. I think we have four operating TVs in the house, and they're all hooked up to an antenna that sits on the roof, and we take Mm -hmm. advantage of the uh, signals that come from those towers in Shoreview right along uh, 694, and uh, we we also have a couple of apps. Uh, I'm a big fan of YouTube TV. I think it's a terrific app. The only problem is you don't get Bally Sports North, so you can't watch the Twins or the Wild or the Timberwolves or, or the Loons. Sometimes they're available on over the air. But my point being is, is that uh, having the ability to stream something if you want to is, is handy, and I, I agree. I, I don't know if you can find one. That, that doesn't have some sort of connectivity to Wi-Fi or, or, for that matter, you can also hardwire them as well through an Ethernet cable.
1: Right. I got my Ethernet cable, yep. so I'm not dealing with, with wires. But this is, seriously, I don't want to insult this texture, but this would be tantamount to somebody saying, well, I'd like to get an old tube TV. You want to use solid state Well, you know, there there comes a point where it just goes away.
0: Uh, for sure. Let's go to the phones. Mike in Minneapolis. Mike, you're on the air with Doug. Hello.
1: Hey, good to hear you, Doug. I miss you guys when you're not on. Oh, thank um, you so much. I I I've recently um, i I got a new iPhone and i I wanted to transfer or d- download um, texts and photos and stuff from the old phone to my PC and I've got. A, a thing called phone trans, which is made to do that. Um, but the problem is you have to use iTunes with it, and it's asking me for the iTunes backup, the Apple bas- backup password. I've got the regular yeah. password, but I don't have the backup password. Is there any way to recover that? Actually, i got two thoughts on this. Um, you really also have an iCloud account. I, I can almost guarantee it. And you should be able to go to any browser, even a browser on your phone, and get into iCloud. This Now, the only thing that would prevent that is if you happen to have multiple Apple accounts. And then you could just call Apple, and they'll just tie them right together for you. This should not be an issue transferring Apple. Uh, they go the extra mile to make sure that you are synchronized somewhere. Uh, my wife's gone all Apple here in the last couple years, and... I have to tell you, I'm seriously considering leaving the Android world and getting an iPhone. There's uh, there's some serious advantages happening here. I know they're not the cheapest around, but that's excellent equipment. But I think that if you can't get this solved on your own, ju- give Apple a call. I think you're trying to use a third-party uh, application to do this. I'm not so certain it's necessary. Give Apple a call because you got free support with that new phone, too. They're not going to charge you. Um, and I hope that helps, and have a good weekend.
0: All right. Uh, thanks for the call. A lot of great calls on the program today. Um, we, we talked about the cloud, and we got a text here. And I, I talked about cloud storage and mm-hmm. the the fact that um, key documents, etc., aren't stored on a local machine. Just sort that out for people that are a little bit confused about what actually the, the cloud means when we speak of that.
1: Well, you're actually, you, from your from the user perspective, you should think of it like you're saving it right to another storage that's connected in your house. It is saving on a, on a server. They call it up in the clouds. You're up in the upper level of the Internet, and it's for Google, it's all Google servers. For Apple, it's all Apple servers. These people are doing a tremendous job for security and transporting of data. This is, you just can't, and I, I remember the day where people said, well, I'm not going to scatter my personal information all the way. Well, yeah, there's no place safer. There really isn't. I, I hate to say it, but this is the cream de la creme of security. It, these will never, ever let anybody see your data other than what you're giving away as you travel the internet, which is quite a bit. But as far as your personal documents and saving things, there's no safer place to save and you're going to be seeing a lot of other cloud services come about but the two big ones obviously are Google and Apple and of course it's all Microsoft Microsoft has even really come a long ways with their cloud uh, processes and i didn't expect to see them improve as fast as they did but they're they're going great guns i don't can't complain if there's nothing to complain about but it's um just think of it as another drive and it's yours it's up uh, Definitely the way to go. Absolutely the way to go. No question in my mind about that.
0: Yeah, so once again, for instance, uh, your email, you, you have a Gmail account, you have a Yahoo account, that that information is stored, What what is considered the cloud, and attachments are stored in the cloud. and And that's why I brought it up as a backup tool in the past. If you have something that you absolutely positively can't, lose or want to hang on to photo document whatever i've had a couple accounts gmail account for years yahoo account even longer than that um i just email it from one account to the other and then i'm guaranteed that i have got the original in the yahoo account and then i send a copy to my gmail account and it'll be in one of those two accounts forever i guess that's wonderful
1: i love that process that's a and one good thing that I'm seeing too, Steve. Is that's that's a trend. People seem to be getting much more in tune with keeping track of their login credentials. And that's one thing. If you if you know your passwords and your login credentials, and they shouldn't be the same password everywhere you go. Your email should be different than your banking and your financial and so on and so forth. But I see a, a huge change just the last year and a half to two years, people are really starting to get a handle on on keeping track of their login information. And they also are taking the time to learn if they lose it or somehow it becomes confused. Sometimes it's the provider side, very rare, but it happens. They get the information ahead of time as to how would I recover it before there's a problem? And I think that's important too. Just anticipate what might happen and because there's usually a fix available long before it happens and if you're prepared, that's the huge, huge thing that, that I think people really need to take in their next step. And I hope that helps.
0: Quick break. We'll have more with Doug. Tech Talk on this Saturday here at News Talk, A3O-WCCO. And uh, we, we will buzz through the text line in a moment. By the way, all the news and weather at 3 here at News Talk, A3O-WCCO. Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart, because the Twins and the Guardians play tonight at Target Field. What a wow. night for a ball game. Looks like a great day tomorrow to close out this homestand for the Twins. Uh, we've got a ton of texts we want to get to b- between now and the end of the program, and we will be back next Saturday. The Twins play again next Saturday night. So uh, if you weren't able to join us today, uh, we'll be back in one week here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Uh, Doug, this came up earlier in the program. Uh, we've got a direct question. Uh, if you had to pick one browser, what's your favorite?
1: Oh, I would say that it's Brave today, but there, this is a highly competitive industry, business within computers as well. But you have to have multiples. You can't get tied to just one. There's no such thing as just one browser. But I think Brave is mine, and Firefox is right behind it, and I've got two or three others that I use as well. Chromium would be right in there. That's where I keep all my Gmail accounts. And uh, all my Google Apps or, excuse me, Google Workspace now. But never get tied to just one. But it's definitely Brave. The Brave browser gives you so many things built in that you don't need to add anything to it. So it's just pop-up blockers and such. It's just doing a great job. And they're, I, I think they're the fastest browser in town at this point.
0: And it's simply BR... Ave. Yep.
1: com, and it will it will scan your computer. It will understand which operating system you are you have. It will ask if you want to download it, and away you go. It's that simple. Won't interfere with any other browsers, which is important. And it, just try it. I'm absolutely certain if you read about it a little bit, people will be just as impressed with Brave as I have been.
0: All right. Uh, good deal. So there, there it is. Uh, one other thing. This is really a good one. And I, I've been through this. Can the charging port on an iPhone be replaced? And I, I would assume it could be.
1: I believe they are. Yeah, you have to have somebody qualified working on a on a on an iPhone, and they're they are not easy to work on. Some people say that you can do it, and you can, but just to get the front glass off to get at them, it's kind of a chore. You definitely want to have a professional work on these. I have not played with a whole lot of iPhones. I've taken several Android phones apart that are almost as difficult. That I, I just don't have the sight or the, or the patience or the steady hand anymore to do that. So I would hire a professional. They could actually work on those, and they'll detect to see if there's something else that might be wrong that could be missed. Well. It's definitely doable.
0: If you store your iPhone in your pocket and you don't have. Now, I have an OtterBox that protects the charging port. It's a little flap that locks in over the charging port. Once upon a time, I didn't. Quick story. I've had this happen more than once with old iPhones. I keep them in my front pocket. I I have and have for years. But over time, lint and dust and debris gets into that charging port, and that connection doesn't work anymore. Uh, There's a little tool, if you take it to your your favorite store, whether it's AT&T or Verizon or T-Mobile or wherever, most of them have a little tool that can clean that lint and junk out of that charging port, and it'll work like brand new. I've been through it. I've fought it where you just can't get it to connect and charge, chances are it's just debris in the port. That's Probably 90% of the time, that's absolutely true. And yeah. you can also
1: use a vacuum if you're very cautious. But uh, it's better, really, if you're close to where you bought it, they'll take that and have it done for you in seconds. And I highly doubt they'll charge you a penny. They, they want these things to keep running. But you are absolutely right. And, in fact... Amazon now for computers, laptops, notebooks, and phones. They're actually selling little plastic plugs and rubber plugs and, and silicone that will plug them up to prevent that from happening. But then you got to kind of watch where they go, too. That smaller equipment just gets lost so easy.
0: Yeah, and what's great is, is this is on board on the OtterBox. I've been a big fan, OtterBox for iPhone or Android. It's a great case. I think they should always be in a case. And this has just a little rubber flap that's part of the case itself, and it seals up that charging port and keeps that debris out of there, because I can't say how many times I've had that happen, where it just won't connect anymore, and once again, it's almost always uh, debris in there. And and every time I've been into the store, they have a little tool. you, you got to be careful. you got to know what you're oh. doing. Don't don't put anything in there if you don't know what you're doing But uh, because you can damage the, the, the port itself. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it's worked like a charm. By the way, uh, this is a good one. Uh, we've talked about it in the past. Uh, all, all these types of word processing, spreadsheet software you've brought up. Uh, Libre before. How, how do you spell Libre? Uh,
1: L-I-B-R-E, and their website is libreoffice.libreoffice.org and you can download it for free. They will accept donations if you like the program, but it's just, just wonderful how well that works. Every version of Linux that I know of comes with Libre built in during the install. It's that popular.
0: And it'll open Word. It'll open Excel. It, 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 it is a miracle, really, for for people that felt like, well, you know, I, I don't have Word or I have an older version of Word. Uh, Libre and, and other products like that work wonderfully, and there are others.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's, this, is a, this is a highly competitive uh, place to be in computers as well. And Libre will even open up a protected PDF file and let you edit it. It just does have all kinds of stuff in that. Sometimes people have struggled with for weeks and had to spend hundreds of dollars to correct it. It's just right at your fingertips if you take a little time to learn about it.
0: All right, Doug, we've got to run the hour one all too quickly. We will be oh. back in one week. Uh, twins play tonight, uh, so it was great to visit with Doug. Doug, your phone number and email, how do people reach you during the week?
1: Thank you, 651-552-9543. And of course, admin at wccotech.com. A D M I N at wccotech.com. 651 552 9543. And see you next week, Steve.
0: Yeah, Doug, always good to visit with you. Great job on the program today. And a big thanks to all the folks that called and text or sent a text to our program today. We have all the news and weather at 3 o'clock. And then uh, we, we've got a very special guest. Here on the show, we are going to talk turf with Eric Watkins from the U. Uh, Lawns are finally starting to grow. What to do, what not to do with Eric Watkins from the U between 3 and 3.30 here on CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours